All right. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Don. How you doing, Don? I'm doing uh, pretty good. It's been, a, it's been a, a, like a good last couple of days. Yeah, you? Why? Why, why hasn't it been a good last couple of days? Um, what did I do? <laughs> that's, all, <laughs> that's always a question. I feel like everybody forgets what they did the night before, but the it wasn't terrible. So they say it was a good day kind of thing, you know? Like there wasn't anything life-altering. Oh, uh, yeah. And right. there wasn't anything that made them cry. So it was like, <laughs> it was it was a good day. Okay. <laughs> I'm surviving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as you're breathing and you're alive and you're fine, you're like, yeah, everything's... And, and food on the table. I'm good to, you know? every, that's why every, every time... I'm not sure if you noticed, but sometimes when I talk to people, I'm like, how you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm good. And I ask them, I tell them, are you lying to me? <laughs> have, you, have you ever noticed that? <laughs> when you say that to p- people, I don't think so. But no? I feel like that's something you would definitely do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I feel like every now and then, um, it makes them question. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, I'm not, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> you, you picked up on it so quick. I am not okay. You know me so well. <laughs> I just met you five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so, so funny. I love it. Like, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Are you really that? <laughs> are you lying to me? <laughs> they just—it's just so natural to say, "Yeah, I'm good," kind of thing, you know? Right. And, and they're like, "Oh, um, am I okay?" And they like—they take a second, like they take a second to like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I am okay. I'm okay. I'm okay." <laughs> I'm, I'm so breathing. <laughs> do do you think that's like more prevalent with like strangers than it is like with friends, or do you think we we still find that like with friends? I think it's with. Um, wait, what do you mean? What what is more prevalent? like brushing aside how you actually feel i think it depends on the person especially like if, if somebody's like really open just always open for um to be like open about their feelings and whatever mm-hmm. you know even mm-hmm. with strangers you know um but I, w- I would say that people are less inclined to talk to strangers about their problems right you know <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> like or without me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just like walking through the mall and, and like and uh like it's kind of like ever heard of uh joey tribbiani from freaking friends uh i'm gonna lie and say yes okay good <laughs> uh, are you lying to me? Um, he's uh his pickup line is always like how you doing oh yeah. okay, okay that's where it comes from okay yeah, yeah. okay so so um just imagine that like some girls walking through the mall and some guys just try to like the holler he's like how are you doing and then she just breaks out oh really i got kicked out of my house the other day and i really stressed out i just came to the mall to kind of like shop to shop away my feelings you know it just goes into this whole other thing and he just like slides away (laughs) (laughs) inching away slowly yeah um but yeah i I think like uh this week did i do i i it was like the last full week of class, I want to say, because I think next week we get into like finals towards the end of the week. But I went to Bachata Club on Thursday with some friends um, and it was just like super fun. I can see that I've been getting incrementally better each time I go. And so I don't really have to think about the moves as much. And just like, I don't know, every time I walk in um, to Salsa Chocolate on Thursdays, at 9.30 p.m. on Center Street. I'm giving you guys a shout out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. To all of, all of our one, our three viewers. Think, Thanks, mom. Uh, <laughs> check out Salsa Chocolate. <laughs> what a shout out. Oh, man. They need to pay us for this kind of exposure. Now. <laughs> this is actually sponsored by Integral Clothing. <laughs> yes. We're going to get into that way later. That's, that's a different day podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a shout out uh, um but i now every time i go i just walk in and like i can be with like by myself or with a couple of friends and like just this grin just appears on my face just to be in an environment like that it just makes me so happy yeah yeah just like the you know like oh yeah we're gonna go and actually dance with chata or salsa and yeah. just like it really just electrifies me mm-hmm. yeah man i miss i miss like parties like big parties yeah it's, you know? it's been a while right <laughs> yeah it really has you know uh as of the time of this recording we're still under um covid19 restrictions to a degree <laughs> to a to a degree like it's definitely been 
getting lighter and lighter. It's true. You know, um, but there are still things that haven't come back fully. And one of those things, I think the biggest of those things that I do miss is parties. Parties. You know, like specifically Latin parties, Latino parties, uh, because I, you know, I do love to dance, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're really good at it too. <laughs> Shout out to me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I, I do miss that. So it's cool that you're having, having fun like that. But the thing is, the thing is, Dan, I can't stay out late anymore. Yesterday. Okay. So like, like you're physically incapable. I'm phys- no, like, like I'm terrible the next day. So yes. So a couple nights ago, you and I were up till one thirty. Yeah. Right. Wait, what was it really? One thirty? It was one o'clock when you left and I fell asleep at one thirty ish. Oh wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. And for other like young like w- for the record, I'm twenty five and you're twenty six. Right. Okay, yeah. If if we were earlier in our twenties, I think I would be like most I would be mostly fine. And however, yesterday, right, after we'd hung out in the morning. Right, yesterday was Saturday. Yesterday was Saturday. So we hung out Friday night. Right. Right. Wait, was it really fr- Oh, oh it was. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I got I got to get my day straight. <laughs> Keep up, Don. <laughs> Looks like you can't stay up either. Uh, okay, so I had I had to wake up at um 7. Um so I don't know, that was my phone. Um so anyway, I f- sleeping uh, from one thirty to seven ish. That's only like five. That's that's five and a half hours if I can count. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And I woke up with the biggest headache in the world. Really. I woke up with a huge headache, and I had so much to do uh, because uh, my wife and I are we're, we're spring deep cleaning the house like deep deep cleaning like taking out the shelves of the fridge and wiping off the fridge and oh. throwing away everything we don't need deep deep cleaning okay like yeah like so it's not just like a general clean that you do every couple weeks every right. i don't know depending on how how clean you want to be but this is like we are cleaning every single inch of this place mm-hmm. so i had so much to do for that and I, I was like, I'll get started. I was like, oh, uh, the day before on Friday, I was thinking, oh, I can get started at 10 and I'll have so much done, whatever. I didn't start till, start till three Whoa, uh, okay. because I had a huge headache and I just wanted to sleep. Um, but I couldn't sleep because I, I was I was just thinking about the things I had to do. So you were like anxious. I was like anxious. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I need to be up. I need to be working. Like, you know me. I'm like, I got to be on the next thing. You Um, are an early person. And I normally am, you know, but to do that, to be an early bird, you have to sleep early as well. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, (laughs) that's the uh, conundrum. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing that's been troubling man for for decades, (laughs) millennia, centuries, centuries even eons, baby. (laughs) So, um, uh, so yeah, the, that's, what's been, uh, that, that's why I can't stay up too late right? Uh, or else I am gonna, uh, either I have to be able to wake up late the next day, like mm-hmm. be able to get up say 10 ish, which is late for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, or, or I won't be able to stay up late at all. You know, so I have to make sure that if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be out late that I don't have any, like, um, what are they called? Compromisos. Compromisos. How do you say that? Any, uh, uh, commitments. Commitments. There you go. There you go. (laughs) English is hard. Uh, (laughs) any commitments early in the morning and I had, and I had to get up early because I had to be somewhere at 10. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so what did you have to do? I went to go see a house. Oh, right. Cause you're, you're in the market for. For buying a house, right? Yeah, it's exciting. It's really, really fun. I'm it, having a lot of fun. Is, is it actually though, or is it more depressing than exciting? It's both. Okay. It's depressing when you realize how much money it is, but it's exciting when you see what you can get. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh... <laughs> okay. It's yeah. That's the way that. it is. Um, but it was cool. We checked out this house. Um, and it was. It's nice. It was a. It's three bed. It was three bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms. We're not gonna put an offer in for that one. Um, right now, I'm just kind of shopping around, seeing what we want and what we don't want to get like like a feel for everything. Exactly. Okay. You know, because um, right now we're not in a rush to move out, but the sooner the better. It's kind of a contradictory statement. I feel like. Um, yeah. <laughs> why? 
like i mean if you are okay sure divulging this information and stuff like sure, why sure. why are you uh wanting to move out of here and like what are your goals and stuff with having a home yeah um well anyway this is my podcast uh <laughs> <laughs> this is actually about jose this is only about me <laughs> uh, really <laughs> jose the one that likes talking a lot what, what? <laughs> <Impossible>. <laughs> um i mean we just want to be able to do what we want with the space that we have mm. you know um renting in a, a small apartment it's cozy for us for just me and my wife um but we're definitely starting to outgrow it especially now that we have a baby on the way i have a baby on the he's way. got a baby on the way I he's got a job line to have, have a, a baby job. on the way Man, I, got, <laughs> I got a maid baby um <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> we we're definitely starting to outgrow our tiny little apartment, um, looking for some like for for bigger space and mm-hmm. you know, and also to be able to do what we want with it. Um, there, we have a lot of limitations only renting, you know. Um, if we were owners of the space, we would be able to do a lot more and have a lot more people over, a lot more guests. Right. Um, okay. You know. Um, because you and your wife like like to have people over all the time right yeah 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 we like we we're in the philosophy of like um that open door policy mm, you know yeah. the door's always open kind of thing yeah i feel that and um it's definitely been used and it to a degree being used you know people always come here first you know mm-hmm. which is fine it's it's what we're expecting you know but when we're starting to use and need the space uh that we usually have for them it can get kind of messy, mm. you know? Okay. Um, so definitely we do want a bigger space and we're looking to move out. Um, and that's exciting because it just means that like it's the next phase of life, you know, um, another another place, a bigger place uh, for for the little babbies and, yeah. and stuff. So that's, that's really fun. But once again, it's kind of depressing to see how much money you have to put into it. And it's a lot of dinero you have to have. Yeah. It's almost... L- debilitating and discouraging in a way right because mm-hmm. right because like you have a certain set of income and then therefore you can calculate the rate at which you would arrive at the set number that that you need to make to buy the house that you want and it might be a little bit longer than you would like and stuff like that it's a right? lot longer than you would like I, there's <laughs> always like hidden fees because when oh, it comes to right. when it comes to everything there's always extra that you need to put in like when it comes to a house um i wish they would have taught this to us either uh in high school graduating high school like a senior year class in high school where they just kind of give you world economics or like life economics mm, kind of thing mm. um we or, could get to so many discussions I, about that i right know now. <laughs> i know uh, i just think that the um, american education system is flawed and definitely needs a large revamp if we're in to ensure the education educational future of our uh, children anyway brought to you by dr jose <laughs> check out my other podcast about education <laughs> <laughs> um, the or like or if it were like a, a, a readily easily available free college course kind of thing mm. because uh, I, I don't want to have to pay for the knowledge that should be common for everybody about your life about the way the world works and certain mm. things you know yeah um it, it, like i was gonna say college course but thinking about it a college course is hundreds of dollars right right it should it should be free it should be like just like offered and i'm honestly i'm pretty sure if somebody's listening to this and they're like oh my gosh jose you can't you didn't know about this free program or whatever <laughs> and I'm like, no i did not know because nobody told me okay so it needs to be more public it needs right to be- right yeah it's like we don't know what we don't know exactly yeah like how do we know where to go for credible accurate information especially like when there's so much misinformation on the internet yeah like right you know where we, you know where we could go for credible accurate information don where the government. The government, yes. The government. <laughs> <laughs> I have my tin hat on. <laughs> Check out my podcast about the government. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good bit. I like that bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like when it, there's always like hidden fees with everything, you know? So like when you're starting out and you're thinking that you want to buy a house, mm-hmm. you know, you the first thing is you think of is, okay, 
the price of the house. Right. You know, um, let's say the house you want to buy. And this is for the record. We live in Utah and an, an average house is now starting to cost about $350,000. Okay. So your immediate thought is, okay, how much or how long is it going to take me to raise Mm $350,000, right? Um, Over how many years can I raise $350,000? However, when you, when you realize that you won't be able to get that immediately, like that's something you accrue over time, over decades, because Mm -hmm. you have other decades over expenses because you have Uh, other expenses. Right, right, right. So you you think taxes and everything. Yeah. So, Uh. so you're like, all right. So, so you're like, okay, now, I need to get a loan instead so that way I, I can split that $350,000 over over years so it doesn't hurt me as much immediately, right? right? Um, however, because of interest rates, that $350,000 quickly turns into dollars $400, $450,000, mm-hmm. right? So that's how much you're going to start paying. Not to mention prop- yearly property taxes. That's a couple thousand dollars a year, uh-huh. uh, um, uh, depending on where you live and whatever. Um, maintenance cost of something ma- exactly every year you have to put in what is it like there's a certain percentage of your of your of the house price that you generally put in for maintenance and upkeep per year really it's like, it's like a three or four percent or something like that is it is it like a, an emergency fund that you use just in case or is it like you will use about four percent yeah it's more like you will it's oh, wow. like yeah okay. it's 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 pretty standard um, because things always break. It's like a very famous thing. The, the second you buy it, it starts breaking, you know? Um, so you have to get water pipes replaced or defrosted or like maybe flooring replaced, whatever it be. There's always something going wrong, mm. right? And to get it fixed um, by professionals to make sure you get like, get it well fixed kind of thing. Right. It does take a certain percentage of the house price, the actual house price. Right. You know? Um whether you do it yourself is a different thing and you can save yourself money and all of that. Sure, sure, sure. But then like you invest time and that way you could be doing other things. As well. Exactly. Your opportunity cost. Yeah. And so there's that. And then there's HOA fees. Um, oh, mm, um, I heard about that. Or, or HOA, as, HOA, as we say. Uh, nobody says that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they, uh, they're a necessary evil. Um, the HOA. Wait, I okay. So, we took the same class from um that one guy for yeah that one guy from shout out to shout out to Doctor One guy <laughs> Doctor. Uh, it, it was an entrepreneurship class, and he he told us that like whatever property you buy, make sure there is no HOA fee because he said that there were properties that didn't have that. I've never heard of a place without HOA fees. Really? Yeah. Um, but Have you been on Zillow or something. The the doctor one guy might just like know much much more about where. Okay. Uh, because like HOAs are, they're basically the 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 people that um make the rules for the community of where you're living. Mm. You know. Um. So and like they can be good or bad depending on their strict regulations you know some mm-hmm. some hoas depending on where you're living obviously can be very strict about the things you can put on your windows on your walls on your lawn oh like like they they have certain rules that they want you to follow um for living there so it's so they're kind of like zoning laws maybe like a derivative of that um mm. I mean, this is this is more local. Like, this local. isn't at a, this is at a local level. Like, every community has, excuse me, an HOA. Okay, interesting. And, you know, and they have like HOA board members or whatever, and it's always the, um, the people who own the houses around there too, kind of thing. So, so basically, they they set the rules of for how you sh- your house should look to have like a cohesive uh, feel to the neighborhood or is that, yeah. is, is that the end goal or like what is the I mean yeah part of it is that part of it is security you okay. know like a lot of places don't allow um, complete like blackout curtains or or like tinted windows um, you know or, or some facet of that to yeah. like for, for security reasons or mm-hmm. whatever you know um, 
like you said, it might be like aesthetic. You okay. know, maybe they want to maintain a certain aesthetic throughout the throughout the community to maintain a certain type of value. Okay. You know, um, but they can also provide good things. Like the HOA where I was looking at, um, they provide a community pool, a community clubhouse, uh, a mm. community uh, workout facility. Okay. Um, they pay certain um, certain utilities for you. You know, um, but it's 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 a fee you still have you have to pay you can't opt out of like oh i don't want to be i don't want to take part <laughs> I, in this or anything. i'll take my i'll be my own island yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah you have to pay you okay know? interesting um and certain most places there might be somewhere you, you can but but yeah so anyways there's a lot of hidden costs you know that you just don't think of when you when you first think of wanting to buy something you know um so it's very it's very daunting sometimes especially for um especially these times and probably throughout all of american history when and inflation is continually going up mm-hmm. you know and um the cost of education and and like building and starting a family is also going up right you know so it's it's just getting it's getting uh, much more complicated for our these next generations and it was complicated for our generation it is it is still complicated for our generation to find ourselves in a financially stable um kind of environment mm. you know yeah one of the things that um i guess i wasn't really prepared for so for those of you listening, I <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I've never been able to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the air. <laughs> um, so I'm going to graduate this year, uh, like in the next couple of months from school, from college, and I'll be getting my first job but I still need to actually apply for jobs <laughs> and prepare for that. Correction, you will be looking for your first... I'll be looking for my first job. Okay, yeah. Well, well, first big boy job. First big boy job, right. Because I currently have a job on campus as a web developer. <laughs> hey guys, you want to learn how to make web pipe? <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> um, Highly accurate. Um, <laughs> but it's daunting to graduate and then like okay i have to find a job and the whole process involves applying to multiple places and tweaking your resume for each one to sound like to make yourself seem like the best fit for them and stuff and the amount of time you have to put into practicing the interviews themselves um like your people skills uh and just like it's you just have to apply to a lot of places and I can definitely see how in the future, uh, in the near future for me, I can see myself getting frustrated with, like with the rejections that will probably come. Right? It's like, oh, they didn't want me. They they said no, no, no. And like maybe I'll be able to get through certain parts of the interviews because, um, right? Like depending on what you apply for, you can go through several rounds of that. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can get far, and then at the end. They say no. They go with someone else. And that just kind of, I don't know, debilitating, as I said. And it's just crazy. I just wish, like, they would have prepared us a little bit more for that. Maybe if you had, like, an internship before, you guys would be better off. I didn't get an, get an internship because I figured out a little bit later what I wanted to do with my life. So, I don't know. Maybe that's the result of that. Yeah, I would say that you are a relatively special case. Um, I'm special. Good job. <laughs> oh my gosh. My uh, parents never said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time God heard this. Those words. Um, it was special. <laughs> like in Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> um, anyway, I think in a way... Uh, you you're a you're a special case but i do um because you are not graduating in the field that you want to work in 
you are graduating with a degree in chemical engineering um, as opposed to like computer science, right? Or computer software engineering yeah. or whatever degree, right? Um, kudos, by the way, for the work that you've done in <laughs> engineering. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. <laughs> um, and I think that uh, the the first thing that comes to mind is um, we are lucky to have or to be looking for a career in a very um, stable, albeit competitive, mm. um, mm-hmm. field, you mm-hmm. know, because there's there always going to be demand. There will always be demand, you know, um, and not just that, but it's it's well paying like mm. Uh, software engineering jobs, at least in Utah, base salary is at least seventy five thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know people who are graduating from master's programs and are hoping for a fifty thousand dollar job, Oof. like, like, you know, like that it's ROI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough. Like, um, it's definitely a good field mm-hmm. and secure job security is very well you know like you if if you as long as you don't screw up and get fired you know you can um, definitely stay there for a long time and you know build your career out of it and move up throughout management whatever whatever be it mm-hmm. but for that i think that you there has to be some sort of difficulty right you know some sort of trial and that trial is being the extensive and lengthy interview process because um for being so technical technical based uh i think that's a word um i feel like it is okay great Maybe. i hope so <laughs> don't um, want them to think you're an idiot <laughs> yeah thanks internet <laughs> um there has to be that level of um those interview rounds to to basically weed out the people who don't know like the things that they should know kind mm-hmm, of thing you mm-hmm. know um a software development job is usually three around three interviews you know or or three rounds of interviewing or something you know so it's like it's because it's, it's a it's a large uh prize it's a good prize to get a good a good job in a software mm-hmm. uh, company is is a pretty good catch you know and so there, it's, it's. I think it's only right that there should be that mm. kind of interview process. Now, however, it's up to each company to make it worthwhile. You okay. know, the the process itself and the the prize. What do you mean by make it worthwhile? As in, like, not putting you through needless hoops, or 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 what? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. There are some companies who have the. Uh, I've I've applied uh, for for the record I am a software engineer at a at a software company, um, and and I've interviewed at places where the the questions the technical questions and sometimes even just the um, interpersonal questions I don't know the non technical ones mm-hmm. um, are pretty weird and not have nothing to do with the company ideally i would want the questions i would want the interview i would want that to um reflect in some way the things that i would be doing at that company mm-hmm. right you know? right um obviously it's hard because without disclosing too much information about your actual structure and you know like there there's always caveats and and like uh, stumbling blocks when it comes to everything mm-hmm. but i do believe that it's up to every company to to make that uh, that effort uh, for the interview process to be um, comprehensive, mm-hmm. understandable, like, and not overly stressful. Um, now, however, uh, if you stress out easily, then that's also a thing that you should work on, obviously. Right. But, but yeah, I I've been in interviews. I've had interviews and and technical questions that are just ridiculous, like so so dumb. Like, do you, are there any examples that come to mind? There was a, there was a, um, there's a big, uh, big software company that I applied for. Um, uh, their, their name starts with, uh, Trugal. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. <laughs> it was um, <laughs> their name starts with um, Bike Pro Shoftcher. That was a that was a bad one. I'm trying to think of another one. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. Um, their name starts with um, Lapple. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was it wasn't even that company. It was a different company. Anyway, but uh, I I won't say. Um, their their thing was making a um a text editor. Now, making what? Make a text editor from scratch. Yeah. Uh, As in, like, um, like you must be able to have certain commands and do certain things, like making a text editor. Sounds like a long project, right? It should be like it should be a, um, like an over, like like a, like a take home project right. kind of thing. But it wasn't. They gave us an hour and a half. What? Like it was not good. And what the hell? And it was it was just terrible. It was so so bad. Um. And I think that's something that's not ideal, you know, when you, there's a lot of companies where their philosophy is like, it's like, oh, we just want to see, we want to see how you do. Like, we want to see how you think. And when you take a big project, like what, like, okay, sure. But don't give me something that feels overwhelming, you know, where I have a small time limit and there's goals and targets to reach. That's impossible, you know, um, because that's that's not you feel feasible. Ho- you feel hopeless. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, the, exactly. The hopelessness like starts to set in, and you get nervous, and and then you don't write your best code. Right. You know, um, having like being having worked where I work, I understand that there are stressful moments, and there are times when you do need to get things done quickly. Mm-hmm. But it's more important that you do things well. You know, you. Um, it's better to to make to do things well within a certain amount of time um, by giving it a little bit extra time than panicking and then doing the worst job, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because I've worked with code that came as a result of that, and it is ugly and a beast. <laughs> to fix up and, and uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. it's a whole mess, you know. Yeah. Um, because they were just trying to get it out as quickly as they can instead of designing it instead of like you know really thinking about it um so yeah it's 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 rough so once again companies should really try to uh, do really well for their interviewing process Mm. it's it's interesting that you said like that anything worthwhile in terms of like a job that will give you a good pay and good job security like yeah like you're absolutely right that it those tend to have high barriers to entry to become a doctor you have to take the mcat you have like and that in itself is like a beast right right, right. and then what else once you get in, you have to apply to medical school right that's and that's the other thing that's hard is because like applying itself costs money you have to pay yeah. hundreds of dollars to submit right. your application and then if they select you for an interview you have to fly there mm-hmm. Or somehow get there. Maybe somebody can explain to me why there is an application fee. I think that's so dumb. Like you're what? literally just putting it in the database. That's it. It's, like, it's a free thing. Okay? I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like what? Who are you paying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the colleges have millions and millions of dollars. They're. It's not. They're not. They shouldn't be trying to scrape every single dollar off of anybody who tries to get in. Right. They're already making millions off of. I like, do you know, wonder though what percentage of their revenues come from fees like that. I would imagine that it's a pretty significant amount, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Right? I, I I don't actually I don't I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't think so. Really? I yeah. Because when you think about it, how much is one person's tuition compared to dozens of people's um like a public application if um if out of a hundred people only one of them got in right that person's tuition is probably more than the application the application fees of all those people who didn't get in right you know so i don't think that's i don't think it's very much i feel like it'd be more of a drop 
a drop in the bucket. Imagine how many people apply to certain schools, like Harvard. How many people apply each year? And how many people pay that fee Mm-hmm. to to submit their application. I don't remember the specifics as to how much it costs or whether sometimes like those fees can actually be waived based mm-hmm. on your um, situation and stuff. But I feel like, okay, let's... Are let's, you, are you, are you going to look it up? Let's do the math here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. We're going to consult our good friend. Google Siri. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Bing. Let's bing it. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Poor Bing. I'm sure Bing is a good service. It just gets so overshadowed by its older, much more mature iteration, I guess. Don is doing some calculations right now. Okay, so it says this was released on January 22nd, 2021, this year. And Harvard College received a record high of 57,000 applications, okay, um, which is 42% more than more applications than last year in 2020. Uh, I, I was one of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hashtag Jose for Harvard. And they only accepted 7.4% of the people that actually applied. So let's do a quick um, calculation how much to apply to Harvard. And the application fee at Harvard is $75. So 57,000 times 75 multiplied by the square root. That's $4,275, dude. Okay. So, but their endowment is like in the billions. So that's still kind of small. But $4 million is still a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I promise you they don't need that formula like like it's just them trying to get that money for right, right right i'm not disagreeing with you in that they don't oh, need you're, you're just saying that's a lot of money anyways yeah i'm okay. I, i'm just saying like why else would they not do that if you look at it from like a business perspective because okay. because in the end like that's what colleges and universities are right right also it just helps um it just helps um poor people to not apply to those colleges so that, that way the the lower class stays in the lower class and the higher class continues to um rule the world and check out my conspiracy podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called illuminati confirmed illuminati confirmed <laughs> uh, so so why did we get into this conversation you again? were talking about um the mcat and admission oh yeah and then it got to a huge t- tangent okay yeah so even applying to those graduate professional level schools, like that costs money, you know, so it's, we take medical school, for example, right? You have to pay for the MCAT, like a, a seven, eight hour test sucks ass. Um, you have to get a good score, right? To be competitive, good GPA, a ton of extracurriculars, like some research and stuff like that, patient exposure, Right. It's like it's a tall order and pe- and and I, I understand it because it's to weed out people who don't want to go to medical school. Right. And then once you get in there, um the first two years you're preparing for step one, mm-hmm. which is like the first exam for, for your boards. And that is like a really big exam because that will determine how competitive you are in placing into your residency program, right? Then you have to interview with that. And then after your residency program, right? Uh, So after, actually just before that, I think you take your step two or something like that. And then just a bunch of exams all the time, right? And, And it makes sense because you have to stay on top of your game as a doctor. You have to constantly, um, read, uh, the latest medical stuff, the innovations that come out. You know, I'd imagine it's the same thing. It's the similar thing for law school, right? Law school, LSAT, application fee, interview process, and all that stuff, right? Yeah, Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Scrubs, so I know all about this. Oh, nice. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so a lot of jobs require a huge hurdle to be overcome. Yeah, yeah. If, if, If it's worthwhile, it definitely takes more effort. You know, that's just a factor of life. And honestly, like, that's what makes things, like, sweeter, you know? Right. Um, because 
it's um we're about to get a little philosophical here Ooh. oh man. jose loves to hear, hear himself Ooh. talk about this <laughs> oh <laughs> brace um, yourself guys <laughs> and, <laughs> you might need a new pair of pants after this one uh, <laughs> no i mean i mean it's not even that much it's just like saying like i'm just saying you know that if <clears throat> you know your own your own suffering you know your own trials to get to a certain point mm -hmm. you know um you were talking about how you can see yourself in the potential future of rejection through from these companies that you will be applying to mm -hmm. you know yourself feeling frustrated i know that i've felt that way mm -hmm. you know um through rejections from other companies uh that rhyme with trugal um <laughs> i'm just kidding it's a, i love you google uh, hire me um the, <laughs> don't want to burn that bridge just yet <laughs> um, you can catch him on his other podcast about not burning bridges <laughs> my, my podcast called hire me google please <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good bit um, <laughs> um, like side side tangent I can totally see myself having I think it'd be more funny than anything having a podcast solely for the um, purpose of getting hired at Google <laughs> I think that's so funny and that should be a thing uh, anyway um, like I've 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 faced those rejections you know, and it's very difficult, especially when you take into account your own situation, what you're trying to achieve, mm. you know, your your potential future that you want. Um, and it's it's hard and it's scary and daunting. And facing those rejections is um, debilitating um, to a point. It's... Uh, it destroys self-confidence, mm, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of things psychologically that it does to you. And I've, I've faced all those things and I was in a pretty bad state a year ago because of that. Um, but it's some, but because of that, now that I do have a good uh, job, not with Trugal, um, <laughs> check out my podcast. Saltiness. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. It's such a good bit. Um, <laughs> uh, like now, now that I do, I can tell you that it's very rewarding, very satisfying. After having gone through all that stuff, um, to be in a place where you've overcome it. Uh, first, you have to overcome it before you. Overcome it internally before you overcome the situation. You know, okay. If if you allow the rejections to get to you mentally and psychologically, emotionally, then you will not get to a point where you can, um, be accepted somewhere. Because you'll give up. Exactly. You'll mm. you yourself are going to, um, reject yourself. Mm, you know. Mm, mm -hmm um life lessons with jose so <laughs> on his other podcast, on other podcast right <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the title uh, the, the, today's episode will be called all of jose's other podcasts <laughs> 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 oh i love it anyway um uh, so I, I had to do that. I had to get over it emotionally and get through it emotionally. I just get over it. Getting over it, I feel like, and has a possibility of you ignoring it, ignoring uh, the problem, Okay. you know, and just kind of like closing yourself off emotionally to those feelings. Whereas getting through it, it's like you you battling through that. You um, and uh, really talk talking it through with somebody if necessary, seeing a therapist if necessary, but most importantly, you accepting your own faults in this case, uh, accepting your own faults, working with them and highlighting your, your strengths while working on your faults, mm -hmm. you know, um, recognizing that you're not perfect, but you do have potential kind of thing, you know, um, what would you call that? Um, I, uh, is there even a word? 
Yeah, I got. I don't know. Like reacting with into things with like a healthy mindset. Maybe a psychologist out there can can (laughs) can give me a better way for that. Um, But basically, I like like really uh, truly um, loving yourself, in the sense where when you when you love somebody, you truly when you truly love somebody, and then this is not. This is not the beginning of a One Direction song. Um, when you when you truly love somebody, you understand their faults. You see them for who they really are. They have um, they have flaws, many of them, mm-hmm. but you see the potential that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is true love, whether that be a romantic love, familial love, like that's it, it's it's love. All, all around mm-hmm. um, you see the potential that they have you know and you're willing to work with them so they can reach that potential um, that's the similar um, mentality that you should have on yourself where you you recognize your flaws but you don't let that hinder you you know you work mm-hmm. your you work with yourself you're patient with yourself um, to get through it not mm. say over it sometimes yeah I, i've i've felt that if i've ever tried to get over something i tend to close myself off to those feelings and just ignore them and put them away mm. you know whereas getting through something i actively um, work towards uh, embettering myself and working through those complicated feelings and emotions and mm-hmm. mentalities right you know <clears throat> and so anyway so i have felt that what you what you've just said you know what you said earlier rejection um and depression and uh frustration um a lot of why me's you know Mm. um but at at the moment in the moment that feels right in the moment of the rejection it so if there are maybe it might be carnal it might be immediate whatever it be it just feels right to sometimes say that i've been cheated to feel like you've been cheated out of an opportunity mm-hmm. you know um and depending on the person it might it might feel right to blame yourself and not love yourself depending on who you are if you're accustomed to that if you are used to mm-hmm. saying like oh i suck like i i like, why would they even, why, I can't believe I got this far kind mm. of thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, depending on yourself. Um, however, none of those things are a healthy mentality. You know, you have to get to a point where you can understand, like, okay, I, I do have flaws. I will work on them. Mm-hmm. The next time I will do better, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very hard. How do you approach the situation when you genuinely feel that you've done everything you can and you perform to the best of your abilities and you still get rejected? I think that it's important for you to step outside of yourself, you know, um, and realize that, well, first of all, the world isn't fair, Mm -hmm. right? For everything, for everything requires a little bit of luck, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of um, right timing. Mm-hmm. Because the the thing is that your best is different from my best, mm-hmm. and the somebody could be looking for a certain level of best or a certain flavor of it. Too. Exactly, you know, if if you and I are in a cooking competition. And they want, um, they want a cake, and my best uh, cake has peaches, but your best cake has apples, and the judges love apples. Like they're gonna pick the apples. Now I did my best; it was the best cake I've ever made in my life, mm. you know. But the judges prefer apples. Like it's it's it's. Um, I did my best, and. I think that we have to get to a point where you realize the world is not fair. It's not a meritocracy. Right. You know, um, there is some level of chaos 
and everything. If everything were perfectly structured, then you would always have a job for your skill level at your at the point where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, there's always something. There's a specific place that needs your specific skills, and you need to get do your best to get there too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and that's hard because especially when you inter- when you've been internalizing things, and now you have to externalize things because then you're like, well, what can I do better? You know, but now you realize, well, the world is also unfair. Mm. You know, after after focusing so much on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't something that you can say like, well. Um, I guess I could learn to bake with apples kind of thing, you know, but, but truly why don't I look for the, the judges or the place that wants cakes with peaches, did I say peaches? I think so, yeah. Yeah. With peaches in them, you know, take your skills to where, where it's appropriate, where they do want that, mm-hmm. you know, and you just have to keep looking. Um, it's, it is, it is hard and I'm sure that there's a lot other advice too and stuff or mentalities that you can have. Um, but if you really feel like you've been doing your best, then I would say just keep doing your best, you know? And if you happen to find a part where you think, well, actually I did 98% of my best. I could have done a ton of it better in this. Then all right, then fix that, mm-hmm. you know? But, but you know, the do your best the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let that hinder you once again. Mm-hmm. It really do be like that sometimes. I really do. <laughs> I don't think you understand, Don. I really do. <laughs> uh, any any final thoughts? I, it's just always fun chatting. Yeah. 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 With the homies. Um, um check out this this week's sponsor, Salsa Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> also brought to you by Integral Clothing. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. We'll get to we'll get to that one in the episode. That's a good one. That's a good one to unpack. Okay. Right yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, we uh we are just super excited to start this podcast. Uh Jose and I uh met in college and uh it's been really, really good friends ever since then. Um, he is a, he likes to hear himself talk a lot. So I guess I figured this was a good thing for it's him. Kind too. of I, <laughs> good for me. <laughs> Don, other people need to hear me. Um, I, I, I do like to hear myself talk, but the people say that you have two ears and one mouth, so you can listen twice as much as you speak. Um, but I have one ear. <laughs> so i talk a lot more baby (laughs) okay he has two ears he's just deaf in one of them (laughs) yeah one functioning ear. Uh, yeah so we're just super excited to just share these combos with you guys uh we still kind of haven't really figured out a name so if you guys want to send us <laughs> send us some ideas, oh, what a thing to outsource! <laughs> Delegation, baby, let's go! <laughs> uh, uh, we're super excited. I hope you guys will join us again uh, next time. And uh, this has been a fun ride. I'm Don, and I'm Jose, and we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>